Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another of our shows here at Blog Talk Radio, the best place to be on the web. And you can join us anytime by calling 347-215-8305 or by joining our chat room anytime during our entire show. Yes, honey, and today we are discussing No Ordinary Love and how having this kind of love is so wonderful. No Ordinary Love, Yes, Love. In our book titled No Ordinary Love, my wife covers yin, and, of course, I cover yang. (laughs) And I would like you to explain a little bit, honey, about what is yin and yang. You know, I've heard it said many different ways. First of all, yin and yang is a Chinese caricature, and it describes the oneness of something. And I've heard it said also as yin-yang because there is no separation, and the word and would say that there's one side and another side. But yin and yang simply is the positive, which is, uh, I mean, the feminine, which is yin, and the masculine, which is yang. And so my wife and I entitled our chapters in the book, two of them, chapter 9 and 10, yin for my wife and yang for myself. So it was it was a creative way of kind of describing how we look at the perspectives of a male perspective in a relationship and a female perspective in a relationship. That's right. And I'll have to reiterate, and when my husband says the book, he's speaking about our book, No Ordinary Love, A True Story of Marriage and Basketball that we wrote last year, and it is available, I might as well add, at Barnes & Nobles, Borders, pretty much anywhere books are sold, and you can go online, or you can go to infinitelovepublishing.com, and you can get it there. Um, I would like to talk about yin to start out, and that is spelled Y-I-N. And um, a lot of people ask us how we've been able to maintain a solid marriage. What are our secrets? In this chapter, and I'm reading from the chapter in our book, Chapter 9, and it says, I thought I'd share with you my approach to marriage and how important it is to put your mate first while respecting yourself and the other person. And in saying that, I would start with stay committed to the commitment. By this I mean when two people make a commitment to each other, you must uphold that commitment. Protect it and do not waver under any circumstances. And then number two, it would state, Put your relationship before anything else. I cannot stress this enough. Your relationship has to be your number one priority. Three, give of yourself. When you give all of yourself to another person, that person will reciprocate that. Love and marriage is grand, you guys. I don't want to give the impression that it is easy because it is not. But it's yours, and the two of you can make it as good as you want. Number four, I would say communication is key. You both need to communicate at all times, even if you are tired, and talking may be the last thing you feel like doing. At the very least, you can make a promise to your mate to talk about the issue as soon as you are rested and your mind is clear. 
sometimes that is the best solution because you can be fully present. You can't be fully present mentally if you're tired. Number five, hearing about each other's feelings. In my mind and heart, this is a big plus. Doug gives me that with patience, and it means the world to me. In return, I make sure to reciprocate, and it nourishes our skin and strengthens our bond. It does nourish our relationship as well. Number six, trust. I would not sit here and tell you that trust comes automatically because I wouldn't be telling you the truth. For me, it is something that must be earned, and I don't accept or expect someone to trust me right off the bat either. They don't know me, I don't know them, and it just takes time. So give yourself time to learn to trust your mate. As you get to know each other, whether it be a coworker, friend, or lover, you can start to build that trust. As you communicate and share yourself with the other person and them with you, you will begin to develop and cultivate a trust that you can continue to nourish always. And then I'll finish it up with no stubbornness allowed. That's one of the sticklers in a lot of relationships where one person is stubborn and the other one may not be or is easily um, able to forgive and forget. The stubbornness cannot be allowed. There is just not a place in a loving, committed marriage or relationship for this behavior. It is not only it will not only break down the bond, it destroys the trust that you build together. By being, being stubborn, you are communicating to your mate that your feelings are not important to you. So make sure that your feelings are always important to you and you make them know that. I could continue on, but I won't take up the whole segment on reading from my part of the chapter. you got to go out and pick up the book so that you can read more. And now I will turn it over to my husband and he can share with you Yang. Yes, baby. And, and being a Taurus, stubbornness is one of the key traits of a Taurus. So I would have to ask you for all the, the listeners out there because I know some of them are, are still wondering, out of those seven points, what, what do you think is the biggest point? I would say the biggest point is communication. Communication is the foundation and the strength of any relationship, whether it's with your boss, your friend, whoever. If the other person doesn't understand or know what's wrong or what's bothering you or what's great and what's awesome, they can't encourage or they can't clear up any misunderstanding. So you have to communicate. So I would say that would be the biggest one, honey. Fantastic. Well, you guys heard it first. Any questions that you have, obviously email them in. But uh, communication is, and I'd have to agree with my wife, that communication is at the top. And I would be moving to Chapter 10, and that would be Yang. And I'm going to read a little excerpt from it. And it says, uh, a man has to know how to let go of his ego and move from me to we in order to make a marriage work. I'd like to offer some of the thoughts I have on how I've been able to do that. It starts with respect. Family first. It's the cornerstone. Jackie and I have a 360-degree circle. We have God, ourselves, our family, and some close friends inside our circle. My ego that I have built up over the years was merely a facade, and through my continued search for knowledge of self, I have found that you must open your heart, in your soul up to your mate and let her in. As a man, it can sometimes be difficult to step outside of your comfort zone, thus becoming vulnerable to your mate. But really, when you love your mate this way, it doesn't take away from your control. It simply allows you and her to experience true infinite love. And infinite love is a very big thing. And I will continue on by saying, the inner peace it allows her to experience is beyond words and is priceless to her. It takes but mere words to brighten her day 
and only a hug to warm her heart. A smile tossed her way will last a long time, and a kiss is not just a kiss. And at that point, to our listeners, I'll go into a few points that I talk about, especially for the guys, that uh, I feel can help uh, relationships with focus uh, for men and ultimately always trying to let your mate know that you love her. First of all is love her endlessly. Make her know that she is all you need. Number two, romance. Serenade her in many ways with kind words you say to her every day. Number three, faith. Believe in her and in the love that you share. Know that through ups and downs, you are one. Number four, trust. Be honest to her and with her about anything and everything, for it is truly the gift of your relationship. Number five, security. Let her know that she is safe through everything that you do and that you will stay by her side and will love her and protect her always. Stability. A woman wants to feel stable and that her home rests upon a solid foundation. Ensure that she knows this. And last is comfort. Always put her comfort first. And when she reaches out for her, for you, make sure that you are there for her. So those are just some points that hopefully can help. Obviously, men because this is the yang chapter. But at the same time, it can also help women because you can, in a lot of different ways, say different things to your mate that will help her to understand where you're coming from. And at the same time, women, you can kind of hint around sometimes because it's not always the easiest way for you to just go right at it and say it. There are different ways to let your mate know that these are some of the things that you may need at the same time. And in saying all that, that's why we we call it the yin and yang because if you look at both sides of this, there really aren't any sides. It's all about understanding and communicating and love, uh, romance, faithfulness. These are things that can ultimately help you to have infinite love. And in going talking about infinite love, I know you wanted to talk about something. I I couldn't say it um, better. I think my husband pretty much summed it all up. We do have something we want to share with you, and that is it's our infinite love quiz. And that is Here we go, and if you don't have a chance to write this down, you can always email us, and we will send it to you or pick up the book. And number one on this infinite love quiz of ours is, would you let your partner eat first if both of you were starving? Number (laughs) Number two is, would you stay home if your partner asked, even though you already had plans? Number three is, are you grateful for your mate? Number four, would you tell someone no? If it would make your partner upset if you said yes. Number five is do you often say I love you to your mate and let them know how special they are? And number six, do you avoid keeping anger and resentment inside when you have a disagreement with your mate? Number seven, do you ask your mate what makes them happy and try to provide that? Number eight, would you try to protect your mate at all costs if they were being attacked? Number nine, do you put your mate first? And lastly, number ten is, do you think loving thoughts about your mate often? And I'll let my husband take it from here. 
Also, if you answered yes to any of these questions, you are truly, truly on your way to infinite love. And there are some obvious questions in here that I think that you answer yes to, but there are some that some people may may think about sometimes because uh, everything isn't always perfect. But do you often say, number five, I love you to your mate? Maybe you keep a chart and see how many times in a day or in a 24-hour period you say, I love you. And then once you kind of, maybe you do it for a week, and once you see how many times you do, maybe you try to increase that because giving love and spreading love obviously helps love to continue to grow. Number six is an interesting one, and it says, do you avoid keeping anger and resentment inside when you have a disagreement with your mate? A lot of the times this happens because one side or the other may not listen, may not understand, so you keep stuff inside, and that may not always be good, but at the same time, you have to communicate and work that out. So this is our Infinite Love Quiz. Please uh, email us or buy the book, check it out, and uh, send us your responses. We're always interested to see what other people who are looking for infinite love, searching for it, or may have found it, have to say about it. Most definitely. And and, um, another area in our book, we talk about the right sacrifice. And, you know, this whole show is based on no ordinary love. And in relationships, you have to be willing and ready to make sacrifices. And um, we won't we won't tell you a secret or give you one of ours that we that we've made together in our marriage. You have to pick the book up to see it. But as an example, sometimes you're faced with okay, um, me and my husband just you know I'm, I'm marrying this man and his job is going to take him to Chicago and I'm going to have to stay in New York, for example. The sacrifice would be either you would pack up your stuff and you would move with him, or you would stay there and you guys will make a long distance relationship. Well, sacrifice is a very big thing in anything that you do because nowadays life moves so fast that uh, your job and different things, they require so much of your time that uh, inside of a relationship, both sides have to learn how to sacrifice to make it work and understand that hopefully your goals at the end are ultimately going to be met. The sacrifice is very, very huge because uh, it is something that some people aren't willing to do. But at the same time, at the end of the day, if you are willing to sacrifice, you are truly willing to win because usually at the end of your sacrifice, you usually reach your goals. That's right. I couldn't have said it better than that. And um, we have a chapter in our book as well, In the Ordinary Love, titled Creating Balance. And I'll, I'll read you a little excerpt from that. And it says, a healthy life and a healthy relationships are all about balance, but we live in an unbalanced world. That's true for all of us. No matter what our economic level in life, we are sharing our story so you can see that even the coveted life of the NBA player, which is my husband, you guys, still has these challenges and disappointments. If you're unwilling to compromise your morals and values, which we will not do, then sometimes you might have to choose not to have a certain lifestyle. So, you know, you've got to pick up the book. There's a lot of different tips and, you know, there's all kind of insight and ups and downs of any kind of lifestyle. But our advice, you know, as far as achieving and having no ordinary love is basically 
following your own dreams, creating your own path, dancing to the beat of your own drum. Don't try and do it the societal way. As you look out into society and you read stories every day of the breakups and how it's so glamorized in the media, oh, this person's breaking up, these people are getting a divorce. If you really, really want to have something different, if you want to have something strong, if you want to make it through no matter what is thrown your way, and there will be temptations out there, there will be distractions out there, that's what we consider no ordinary love. We, we, we're not accept in ordinary love. Ours is extraordinary. We want you to have, you the listener out there, to have an extraordinary love. It is possible. It's not corny. We've said this before in some of our shows, and we get very passionate about it because it really is true. We've been living it. We've been doing it. We are the example. It has been going on 13 years, and you, you fight through things together, side by side. You are a team. And as we both have grown up learning from our parents and their parents, their parents. together you stand and divided you fall. And that would be my definition of no ordinary love. You know, my my wife started that, and that was beautiful, honey, on um, talking about balance. And I think that balance in anything is is truly, and if you look at the book, it, it starts with, uh, well, not starts, but chapter 9 is yin, chapter 10 is yang, and then 11 is creating balance. And it, it ended up that way, but we didn't try to plan it that way because the yin and the yang, is that is what it's all about. It's about the balance of something, about becoming one, about figuring out how to have a family, have a marriage, have a business, have a career, have all these things and balance them. Oh, no question, no question about it. And children, as we see uh, since 1993, have been the cornerstone of everything that we do on a day-to-day basis. How do you do all of that? And how do you still have the time to love each other, to be romantic to each other, and do all of these things? And that is truly the balancing act. And for a lot of relationships, especially ones where you are newlywed or getting together, it can be overwhelming sometimes. And that's where uh, staying committed to the commitment comes in. A lot of key phrases and words that we use inside of our book hopefully can help the listener out there to fight through things that go on on a day-to-day basis inside of relationships because ultimately it, it helps you and it makes you stronger. It helps your relationship become stronger and at the end of the day you will love and respect each other for all that you've been able to not only fight through because we don't want it to sound that way but that is truly what it is. It's you against the world and you have to go out there and you have to stay true to each other and stay true together and find that balance. Find how you can make it work because anybody and everybody can make it work and that's where my wife said don't do the societal thing. Do your own thing because to every marriage, every relationship, it is for you to find no ordinary way to do it because there isn't an ordinary way to do it. You have to be extraordinary. You have to figure out your path. That's most definitely the truth. And, um, you know, when my husband said that we're the cornerstone of our daughter's career, we sit sometime while she's in the studio and we're doing paperwork and business things and on our computers and people will walk by that's in the business and, I mean, you know, pretty well-known people and they say to us, wow, you guys are the, you know, the sweetest couple but the hardest working couple in the business because that's what we're talking about with sacrifice. That's what we're talking about with no ordinary love. You have to be willing to 
you know, do whatever is necessary for the greater good of the whole. And our daughter's career is important to her, and it is important to us. So us sitting there together and sacrificing, going and doing other things like some people may do, we're sitting there letting her do what she needs to do with the peace of mind, knowing my parents are five feet away or they're sitting right outside the door, and I can go in here and know that, you know, I have protection and my family's behind me, and it's just all around. That's what we mean by no ordinary love, y'all. No question, and not at the at the same time. It's also a fun thing because you get to watch your child grow. You get to watch your child continue uh, on their path and their goal and their life and be there. Because I, I know a lot of the listeners out there like us didn't always have our parents there. And looking back now, you probably wish that you would have. And you know, sometimes you may think, "Oh man, that's corny. That's not cool." But I'll tell you because I see the growth of of our daughter that uh, it is definitely a good thing. So everybody check out the book, No Ordinary Love, and uh, tell us what you think. Tell us what you think, and guess what, honey? On another note. Oh, yes. (laughs) It is time to dish some sports, and we have the one, the only Wizzle with us this Saturday, beautiful Saturday afternoon, no question about it. Wizzle, we're going to talk some NBA basketball, as we have been for the past couple of weeks, because the playoffs are going strong. How you doing? I am hot. It is absolutely <laughs> hot around here, but everything is going right. I'm waiting for Sunday, and there's some big games jumping off, and uh, I'll be in front of the tube checking them out, without a doubt. Well, as we look at the playoff picture, Whistle, we got Detroit who moves past Orlando with a 4-1 to series win. And is everyone sleeping on the Pistons, or what do we got going on with Detroit? Well, Detroit is um, obviously uh, their experience and the know-how and uh, the sense of urgency is there. Um, they're in a position where the better teams uh, put themselves uh, uh, the Lakers uh, and you have the Pistons now are waiting for their team, uh, their their uh, competition. So that's a good sign that your team can handle business and get to the position where they can allow uh, injuries like Chauncey Billups and any other uh, little bumps and bruises on the team to heal and you know and regroup as a unit and come back strong. Well, what do you in that series? Obviously, the Pistons have moved on, but let's let's look at the Orlando Magic for a second because I, I think that before our eyes, we saw a young team grow up quite a bit. I think they're a few pieces away, but how do you looking forward to next year? How do you see that Magic team shaping up? Uh, I think they have a, a, a really really bright future. Um, I think that Superman. I, I think that he got to see a dose of what kryptonite is to him, and far as far as being limited on the basketball court and 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 limited in some of the things that he'd like to do. And I think that um, and and it just proved that no professional has it all. And you know, have a great off season, obviously, and hopefully he'll come back and and be stroking that jumper and be able to face up a little bit. You heard, you heard it here, everybody. Watch out for the Orlando Magic next year. But the Detroit Pistons move on to the Eastern Conference Final, and I believe that is the fifth or sixth straight year, which is, is pretty incredible. Deep, but they've only got one championship out of that. And staying in the Eastern Conference, we have the Boston Celtics, who just ran through the regular season this year and put together a body of work that hasn't been seen in quite some years. 
versus the Cleveland Cavaliers, and we have it tied at 3-3, three to three, going to Game 7, which will be held in Boston, Massachusetts. What do you think about that, Wizzle? You know, this is a huge game for both teams, um, obviously for both superstars because they're at different pinnacles in their careers and, and, and also the supporting cast that uh, accompanied uh, Kevin Garnett, respectively, with his, his, his contest and, 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 and also LeBron James and some of the veterans that he has over there and, and Ben Wallace and Joe, and Joe Smith and, you know, Wally Serbiak, some of the other guys who have been around. And I think this is a huge time for both teams, but more in particular for the all-stars, for the superstars. And uh, we're going to learn a lot tomorrow about personal character, and history will be made tomorrow because, it's, well, let's face it, it's LeBron versus Kevin Garnett. So that's what we're looking at tomorrow. Well, you know, looking at at this series, it's been obviously one of the home court. Every no one has has cleaned up at the other person, you know, one on the road. So it, it is pretty much status quo throughout the NBA, which we'll talk about that a little later. But uh, if let's look at Detroit, Boston, and then look at Detroit, Cleveland, just to to give the people an overview, who do you got in the Detroit, Boston series? Well, uh, in Detroit and Boston, I think that would be a really, really intriguing series. Um, I'd obviously have to give a slight nod to Detroit because of their uh, playoff history, uh, playoff games, playoff minutes, in-between combination of players on the bench and starters. So I'd have to give a slight nod to Detroit. But that's not to say that uh, Boston doesn't have a great chance because obviously if they make it to the conference finals, you're in the lead squad yourself. Now, what about Detroit-Cleveland? Detroit and Cleveland, and I'd have to, again, give the nod slightly to Detroit this year. Um, I know that Cleveland did a lot of uh, uh, big things last year, but I, I think that that's something that Cleveland, uh, I mean, that Detroit hasn't lived down, and I think they would really, really love the opportunity to face uh, a Cleveland team. I think they would definitely be a much tougher team than they faced last year. No, I, I have to agree with you. I, I believe and I, I truly believe that we got Detroit coming out of the East, but you didn't hear it from me. You heard it from the whistle. Detroit is coming out of the Eastern Conference no matter if they face Boston, Cleveland, or anybody else. So let's jump to the Western Conference. L.A. defeats Utah four games to two, MVP Kobe Bryant, and looking at it, no defense from the Utah Jazz. Well, what do you got to say about that L.A.-Utah series? Well, obviously, uh, it was another good thing for – obviously, no, first of all, it was a good series. It was a very good series. Uh, we got to watch another good coach team uh, from Jerry Sloan and, and, and let's face it, an, an unexpected Utah team to, to come in and really, really give the Lakers problems and, and to, to expose them in a lot of different ways to the NBA, to the type of things that you got to do to win against them. And uh, I got to give Utah a lot of credit. I think they gave them everything they could could ask for it, but ultimately they had you don't have you don't have enough manpower, and and they look really good right now. The Lakers look like they could if they could go ahead and get to the championship and and you know pretty much win one. I can see them you know going two maybe three more times because it's a nice young team. You got the same talent together, and and all the players. Obviously, it looks like they enjoy playing with each other. So, barring injury, uh, they look like a tough team for the future. 
I would have to agree with that. As of right now, I have the Lakers. I agree with you that Utah exposed a few things that uh, could come back to to bite the Lakers in the playoffs, but at the same time, they got past them. And uh, they have the time right now to shore it up because San Antonio and New Orleans are going to a game seven. Now, we got New Orleans at home. We got a San Antonio team that is, is very experienced. We got game seven on Monday. What are we looking at here? This is another huge game. We're talking about historic proportions, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about the premier stars in the league fighting for that elite uh, supremacy, if you will, uh, LeBron and KG elbowing, and it's like a like a car a car race, and you got all these guys coming around and they're ramming their car into each other, and and everybody's trying to jockey for that first spot. Um, in this game, you got Tim Duncan, and obviously you have superstar Superman, the little Superman, and Chris Paul, and and, and obviously the the supporting cast that comes along with him, and uh, this could be. Like I say, this could be a passing of the torch, or it can be like I, I'll, it's time to school my son. But I really think that, that New Orleans has a great chance to get an upset. And I don't know if, if, if Utah, not Utah, if San Antonio has enough uh, enough to just stay in it and, and to douse the crowd. Because if, if, the, if the team gets going, um, I, it just doesn't seem like they need like two or three Manu Ginobili's to, to really, really help help their cause out. You know, when you say that, uh, and you're talking about the game and the experience and the different things that San Antonio possesses versus New Orleans, who has a very explosive team, but listen to this and tell me if this really means anything. Game 7 is on Monday. Today is Saturday. They played uh, about 40 hours ago the Game 6. So now it's 3-3. we got all this time. Who does it vote well for? The New Orleans, who is a young team, they get to sit and think. Uh, obviously a little rest, or, or a San Antonio team that's older that gets to rest, relax, and get ready. Who, who, who wins that battle of the Monday night game and having to wait all that time? Well, um, it, obviously it comes down to Knicks and Knacks. There's a couple players that would definitely say us, if it was New Orleans with David West and his back problem, and also Tyson Chandler with his little ankle tweak that he had in their last game. And I'm sure that Tim Duncan and – the Spurs, along with Popovich, would like to have that day, uh, an extra rest day, to, to sit in the room and go over film and to try to figure out a plan to try to slow these guys down. Because let's face it, they are a, a, a much different team when they're at home, and they play with a lot of tenacity and energy. And they're a lot younger, so, I mean, what do you expect them to do, not play that way? I mean, it's, so, again, I think San Antonio could take advantage of it, but the injuries in New Orleans – They'd say, hey, guys, we could take a couple days off, light shooting, ice your ankles, all that type of thing, hang out, home cooking. So, you know, uh, I think it bodes well for both teams. They both need it. Fantastic, Wizzle. You know, I'm going to have to say that uh, I'm going to give this nod to the San Antonio Spurs as, as far as that goes. The only reason why is because as young as, as New Orleans is, that sitting and thinking and all of a sudden the magnitude and the proportion of the situation can all of a sudden jump on your back like a big gorilla and I 
I want to see a fantastic game, and and actually, I would like to see New Orleans move on. And this is going to preface us into my next point, is I would love to see, because MVP debate, let's face it, has to still be out there. New Orleans versus the Los Angeles Lakers would be a great showdown because you would get Kobe Bryant, who is definitely deserving of the MVP, versus CP3, who rhymes with MVP. What do you say about that, Wizzle? I definitely think uh, for the fantasy game, that would probably be the most entertaining game because, let's face it, there's nobody to stick Kobe Bryant, but there is nobody in the world who can stick Chris Paul. And it seems like there's nobody who can stick uh, David West right now. So uh, there's a lot of intangibles for both teams. I, I really like the – if you like the continuity and the passing that the Lakers have, uh, Chris Paul to Tyson Chandler is like, like for sure business. And, like, if he shoots six times, he's – Six or six. So again, he defers to his talent well, and and he could probably get a lot more assists if they would make a lot more buckets. But uh, I really, really would be entertained by that game. I think Chris Paul would have something to prove and take it very, very personal. Well, let's hope, fans out there, that we see Clay versus the Big Easy in New Orleans. Now, one of the the last points I want to talk to you about, Wizzle, is the road teams right now are not faring well in the playoffs. We have a twenty to two, and the Lakers won last night. It was twenty to one before they closed out Utah on the road. What is that saying about playoff basketball? Is it just that hard to win on the road, or are the teams not as you know, mentally sound as we've seen in years past. Well, I mean, it's, it's a mixture of that, and let's face it, the best, the other team that got the win is waiting right now in the Detroit Pistons as far as going down to Orlando and getting the win. So it, it's something to be said about the contest, uh, the experience of the team, if they know what it's about, if they got some the, the go-get-them type of attitude. you got to go and take something away from this team on the road and take their crowd out of the game really quick. And if you have that type of mentality, you can handle the business. Well, you know, it's interesting that the San Antonio Spurs, with all their experience, haven't gotten a road win. So uh, that doesn't sit too well for the New Orleans Hornets. But I will say this about the Detroit Pistons, the fact that they were able to close out in Orlando, and I'll say this about the Los Angeles Lakers, the fact that they were able to close out in Utah shows a whole lot about their team. Obviously, Detroit, from the standpoint that they're not gone, you can't write them off yet. But the Lakers, at the same time, the standpoint that, hey, here we are, we are back, we are at the top again, and everybody better watch out because if Kobe Bryant can make it to the fourth quarter, they definitely, definitely have a chance. Well, without a doubt, and uh, he's a fabulous player, and uh, I think that there's a whole lot of uh, young and the restless type of soap opera stuff going on right now, and it's really, really good to watch. <laughs> Fantastic, Wizzle. Well, as always, I hope it's not too hot for you, but you enjoy yourself. It's always a pleasure talking the world of sports with you and getting your insights. So again, stay tuned, everybody. Next week, the Wizard will be back with us. Cup of ice, baby. <laughs>
And we'll move right along into our topics. And today we're talking about the dog attack. Honey, tell them about that. Ooh, man. Uh, it, we're, we're talking about across the world, but all of a sudden a sporting event ends and you got rangers on the side and they have their canine unit with them. One of the contestants is walking off and all of a sudden, and it happens to be the contestant from the other side, which is definitely, definitely not a good thing, but the dog, now we're talking police dog here, we know the bite of a police dog because we've seen him on TV, bites this guy on the leg, which is just totally out of control, and, and what I have to say about this is, if you can't control your dog, don't have him at the sporting event. Don't have him at the sporting event, my husband is right. Then we'll move right along to a carnival. There was a ride at a carnival, and it collapsed, and 24 people, listen to this, you guys, 24 people go slamming down to the ground, and they are all seriously injured. Oh, my goodness. And the reason, actually, that we add that one in there, because it's summertime, it's getting hot. I know a lot of people are going out there, they're riding rides, they're having a great time at the amusement parks. Just make sure that uh, that you're being safe and you're keeping your children safe because uh, you don't want something that's supposed to be fun turning into a catastrophe. Well, in some brighter news and brighter hot topics, the winning mega lottery ticket was me. <laughs> I wish. It was sold in Ohio, you guys. The winning ticket for the lottery, the mega lottery, and that was $196 million, was sold there. They haven't claimed it yet, so if you are the winner and you're in Ohio and you bought it at a, what was it, Sam's Wine? That was my cousin, Day Day. He bought that <laughs> ticket, y'all. Know that. <laughs> Most definitely. Then hurry out and go claim your winnings and make sure you just save a little tiny bit for charity. And on that note, I want to remind you that HIV and AIDS is prominent in this world and everybody has to be aware. So please spread the word that HIV and AIDS is important. We are, you know, spokespeople for it. So is our daughter to bring awareness to it because it's something that's happening throughout the country and it's it's really, you know, getting the African-American community really strongly as well. You can go to our website, our foundation website at Infinite Love foundation um hiv and aids awareness and you can re- get more information there and as i always say baby know your status sorry that's about that right that's right know your status and then number four and finally is an, a, a bizarre star you guys is baffling scientists they do not understand where it's coming from but i'm telling you i we did a show way back remember months ago about ufos and i know my <laughs> husband's gonna see he is the skeptic on this but i'm telling you they're starting to find more and more and just recently in phoenix they had some lights that came down over the city and a lot of people called the police and the police said no need to call us we see it too and it lasted for an hour and a half and it went away into thin air so this star is baffling and bizarre, but at the same time, they're just making their way closer and closer to the earth, you guys. And all the people out there in Phoenix, that was my cousin Day Day, too. That was no. not your cousin Day. Okay. Now, I will say this about stars that are all of a sudden out there and astronomers and astrology and all of that stuff. That is a scary thing because all of a sudden you could have something coming straight towards the Earth and we didn't know about it. It was a couple right. galaxies away. But I, I do believe there are other people out there. I just want to say this for the record. And I don't know if there are people, oh, okay. aliens, whatever you want to call them. We, we, we would be really, really... Not smart to think that we're the only ones here. But, uh, Do you believe in spaceships, honey? What is, what is a spaceship? Define it first. Uh, uh, un- okay, do you believe in unidentified flying or standing still? Because now they say sometimes they don't fly objects. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
Yeah, this I, is an NBA player, you guys, ex-NBA player, current or whatever you want to call it, getting ready to say this. He's going on record for the first time, and I'm calling ESPN for your radio show you do on Tuesdays, and I'm going to tell him, do you believe in unidentified, flying or standing still, or unexplained objects? See, cousin, that is the position <laughs> that you put me in out there with them flashlights, y'all. Stop it. <laughs> no, but anyway, that was our that was our hot topic for this week. And really, check it out, AOL.com, Google, and find out more information. We'll move right into fashion, beauty, and body. And mine are this week are going to be shorts for women, denim, linen, rayon, take your pick. It's for you to choose. The summer's here. It's burning up hot. Any kind is great, but please make sure they're halfway between your top of your thigh and your kneecap. Anything up higher than that, you may be mistaken for a street person, and that's not good because you could get in trouble. Nothing against street people, but you got to be really respectful in the shorts you wear. And right now, the reason I'm bringing this up is I've noticed in JCPenney's and in different stores, even for kids, and we have a 14-year-old daughter, the shorts are getting shorter and shorter and shorter to almost there's no modesty at all left. And it almost gives everything away, so it's not that whole mysteriousness about it. So make sure that they are a nice length and shorts are hot. Second, leggings. You want to get some nice leggings. They have all different colors and styles and fabrics, and they are really cool. They make any outfit complete. You can wear a short dress and have on leggings and still be acceptable. You can wear long T-shirts. You can wear leggings and a, and a you know, top with a long sweater. There's all kind of different classy ways to wear a pair of leggings, and they don't never go out of style. Thirdly, I would talk about lip gloss. I would say MAC is the best place to get it, but they have something called lip glass. That one's a little bit strong. If you really want your lips to look like they're shining and glistening, no matter what you do, no matter what you eat, it's not going to go through the barrier, then you buy it, and it's called MAC Lip Glass. Otherwise, you get just a regular lip gloss, and you will look darling and perfect and everything will be great. And then finally, massages. Massages are very important at this time. Me and my husband can attest to that because we are going to go next week and get ours. But it is a time when summer's about to come and you want to be loose and ready and, you know, able to go out and enjoy this pretty weather and do your workouts and stretch and all of that. So massages are definitely a hot topic and a hot fashion body beauty tip from us this week. And then I'll let my husband take over from there. No question. My wife hit a whole bunch of points on the head. I think she was looking at my <laughs> cheat sheet, everybody. No. But uh, I, I would have to say the first and foremost, cutoffs, you guys. Save some of your money. Keep it in your pocket. Go in your closet. Find something that can obviously be cut off. But keep this in mind. No Daisy Dukes. Cut them low. That's low, right. low, low. Cut them so you got some style. Show your socks off a little bit and make people almost think that you got high waters on or cut them right about your knee or below your knee. You got so some. this is for guys, right, honey? No question. Hold okay, okay. I got some on as we speak right now that come to my knees and everybody, when I went outside today, thought I was probably crazy, but they look good to me. Next, I would say personal relaxing time. Try to find a little bit for yourself every day, maybe 5 to 30 minutes where you can just sit back and relax. That might mean that you need to get up a little earlier than you want to, but get some time that you can meditate if you want to. For your body, there are two points I have, and that is exercise, exercise, exercise. You owe it to your body, everybody. Believe it, believe it. If you don't, your body is going to pay the price. And last but not least, I got juice, and I'm talking juice from carrots to apples, lettuce, beet, lemon. Mix it all together. Your body will drink it down, and it'll love it. Believe me, 
<laughs> and thank you guys so much for tuning in with that part of our segment. And we will we will wrap it up, and, and we're having a good time. We don't even want this to end the day. But we are going to jump right into romance, and we're going to talk on four different topics. My husband's excellent at this, so I'm going to say the topic, and he's going to reiterate. Empowering your partner in a relationship. Empowering. Well, empowering is definitely a big thing. We we talk about this in No Ordinary Love, a true story of marriage and basketball that we wrote. And empowering your partner is something that is a necessity. And the reason that I say it's a necessity because the more that you empower your partner, which allows them to empower themselves, which then all of a sudden you're going to see strides and things that move forward because Mm -hmm. now all of a sudden the things that you like, they're going to be able to do because you're giving them the confidence and they're reciprocating and giving it back to you. And I could not say that more. I want to tell you guys that my husband is the king in empowering people. He empowers our seven-year-old son to be able to do things that is unbelievable. Myself and my mother, whenever we see them doing school, it's amazing that he's doing fractions and divisions and things that at seven I wasn't even thinking about doing. And it's just it's phenomenal. But there again, there's the word empower. Empower him to learn more. Empower him to be smarter. Empower him to try things. So then we'll move right on to number two, and that is forgive. What would you say about that? I would say forgiving is, is a good thing because a lot of the times people don't even learn how to forgive themselves because let's face it, we all make and a lot of the times you live with them. And when you learn to forgive yourself, that's going to give you the, here we go again, empowerment to forgive somebody else because a lot of people may wrong you different things because in life you go through those things, but you have to learn how to forgive people because you may not forget because we're not saying that, but what we are saying is that you forgive the person and let them understand that uh, life is bigger than any mistakes that we make. And I forgive you as a friend or as a spouse and let's move forward together. I will remember it. You will remember it, but we can Mm -hmm. move forward because I have now forgiven you. That's right, and I must say, you guys, in our book, we talk a little bit about um, some of the things that we went through, and it's funny because my 14-year-old daughter, our 14-year-old daughter brought up to me today, she said, Mom, I just want to say I'm proud of you because you took all of those comments and insults all those years because you love Dad, and I think that that's very big of you to do that. I don't know how I would have handled it, but now that I have saw you make it through with flying colors, I'm going to do the same if I ever have to face something like that. So in saying forgiving, I forgive all the people that made the comments that they made and all the reporters that wrote the things that they wrote because I understand now that that's just all in ignorance, not in ignorance in a bad way that we say out in the streets, but in ignorance of not knowing the person or understanding my philosophy on life and respecting who I am and me and the way that I try to respect others. So I forgive them all, and that's why that word is so important, and that's in love, relationships, friendships business relationships, and it goes on and on. And then number three, we'll move right into encourage. Encourage not just yourself, but also encouraging others, honey. Uh, encouragement is definitely, definitely a big thing. And inside of a family unit, encouragement is so big because you don't see a lot of it on the outside of your family unit. And that is what is going to allow from a husband to a wife, a wife to a husband, a father to a daughter or son, that's what's going to allow them to be able to go out into the world and face everything that they're going to face going on head on. You definitely, definitely have to encourage them with positive reinforcement and things that are going to allow them to understand that they are good enough, 
they, it's not about maybe the end goal, but it's the journey along the way. Understand you're going to face bumps and different things inside of it. But keep trying, keep pushing, and those are the type of comments that you have to make, especially to children, but even to adult, to your spouse, because things can sometimes get rough at work or different places. My wife has encouraged me throughout my MBA career when we didn't always win, never won a championship, but got mighty close and said, you know what, let's go back, let's work again, you're good enough, you can do it, and that's the type of encouragement that you need on a day-to-day basis. That's beautiful. Thank you, honey. And then fourth and lastly, we want to talk a little bit about love and what that means, honey. Well, love is the basis of everything. Love is is what God gave us to support each other, and everything comes from love. I tell my daughter and, and our son that they talk about in this world today, they talk about haters. And I say haters have a place because hate is just love thwarted. It started at love, and somewhere along the way it got skewed. Love is is the basis of everything. It's what is going to make everything okay. And at the end of the day, it is something that is definitely needed in our world, but in our households even more. The fact that we love our wives, that we love our children, women love your husbands, and that is what is going to grow everything. That is what's going to water the roots. The love is going to spread, and it is going to help the family unit a hundred uh, man infinitely. Infinitely, no, no matter what. And you know what? This sums up our show. No ordinary love. You guys strive to have it. Have an extraordinary love. Don't worry about what they say or it said or anything like that. Turn your cheek the other way because you can't have that. And, um, you know, we want to say thank you again for joining us. And we will see you same place, same time next week. Be careful, be happy, be joyous, and love. Goodbye, our friends. Peace. Respect.